Welcome to the Finding the Magic podcast, where books come alive. I'm Tricia Copeland, a fiction author and host of this show. If you love books, finding great reads, and hearing about the story behind the story directly from the authors, this is the place for you. Whether you like fantasy, science fiction, dystopian, or romance titles, I think you'll find something to love in my playlist. Listen in to discover something magical about a book or two today. Hi, J.E. Hi, Trisha. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I can't complain. It's not Monday anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's always a plus. One more day Absolutely. closer to the weekend. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to learn about your books and you. So let's jump in. Tell me a little bit about yourself, what genre you write in, and all about your books. All right. Um, well, I write in paranormal romance, urban fantasy. I used to write in, well, I still dabble in horror. I have a, um, a uh, zombie short story out there that, you know, people are, you know, going, when's the the series coming out when's the series coming out I'm like well I'll get to zombies at some other time um but uh my love is really urban fantasy um and I'm gonna be going into fantasy doing a prequel to the um season of the dragon that takes place back in pre-Mayan times so I have to create the whole world because at that time <laughs> we weren't here <laughs> So it's not like urban fantasy where I can take today's world and just put magic into it. <laughs> so That's definitely a different beast, creating a whole new world. Yes, it is. And it's taking me longer than most of my uh, writing, writing takes. I usually finish a book in three months. And that's from beginning to the ends of, end of edits, because I schedule my editor out every three months. <laughs> that is amazing. Kudos to you. And it must be super fun for readers to get your books that fast. I, I hope so. <laughs> As a reader, I like that. I appreciate yep. it. <laughs> yeah, I try to, once a story gets a hold of me, it comes out fast and furious and then the edits begin and the edits are always, you know, daunting at times because, you know, you have this straw man that you've finished and now you have to build the layers of, of sensory um, and feeling and depth <laughs> as you go through it. So it's, it's, you know, the first draft is really fast, <laughs> but it's the rest of the passes that take the time. Yes, yes. And do you leave your authors or rereaders on cliffhangers? Um, probably. <laughs> um, I try to wrap up the current book, but there is a cliffhanger for the, you know, if I'm doing a series for the overarching series. Um, obviously, you want them to pick up the next book. So there is that little dangling carrot. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, uh, what I consider a cliffhanger versus what somebody else considers a cliffhanger, I don't know. Um, I like books that make me anticipate the next book anyway, you know, when I'm reading. And, you know, I will, when I'm done with one, if it's, if the other one's out, I will go get it if I'm 
invested. Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm a voracious reader as well. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so yeah, kind of. Okay, so tell me about your urban fantasy series. Okay, Season of the Dragon. Hold on, let's put that up there. I have this nice hardcover that's Pretty. out now for the, the, the trilogy, which the ebook is coming out on January 21st. But this one, it takes place during, it starts during the pandemic. And yes, the pandemic had something to do with it. Um, <laughs> you know, all the quarantines and the earth was quiet. And in the book, the monsters woke from, from the extreme quiet and they decided it's time for them to rule. Wow, <laughs> and they wanted humans to be their slaves. So <laughs> it's not very fun for the humans <laughs> and it takes place in New York City. So um, at least they have some way of getting around through the subway systems. Um, there's no electricity because they the, the monsters have taken down our electricity. They've taken out down our ability to fight back. <laughs> so we're kind of at their mercy. Um, and one of the uh, one of the dragons decides that he doesn't really like the direction that the monsters are going. And he was, you know, allied with them in the beginning. And he ends up allied with with um, Holly, who's my main character, um, because she found a way to find one of the monster's weaknesses. <laughs> so um, he partners with her and they try to take them down. That's the entire book or entire series is them trying to save both their species, basically. That is such a creative idea. So the monsters are after the humans as well as the dragons? Yes. Okay. Yes, in the beginning, in the beginning, yes. They, you know, the monster, dragons were part of the monster team that wanted to rule the earth. <laughs> and what kind of monsters are these? Um, there's the sea serpent, which is, which is basically the hydra, um, but multiplied across the earth. Um, and then the leviathans, which... So, you know, in my mind, it looks more like a, a Godzilla or, you know, a big lizard um, with lots of teeth and, and claws. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> that does give us something to think about or focus on other than the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yes. I like that idea. So just don't be quiet. <laughs> Listen to that rock and roll really loud. <laughs> right. Don't have your headphones in. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so that was my, you know, well, what if when I, when I uh, got the book covers, because the book covers, I didn't get at first. And my cover artist said, well, they're the person who bought them doesn't, you know, doesn't want them. Do you want them? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <Very. laughs> they're gorgeous. So, so. The, the idea came from seeing a cover. Yes. Oh, absolutely me. absolutely <laughs> same one with this one this is a christmas one it's silent night um but i saw the cover and i'm like "Ooh, i have to get that and i have to write that <laughs> so that was a quick little one that i threw together in november <laughs> very cool for christmas that's amazing yep. exactly 
And my dog has never done this before. I don't know. Like, she needs, I think she wants out and soon. Will you have those open? Like, no, don't put me down. <laughs> so I apologize well, for that. That's okay. That's all right. I love dogs. <laughs> so I don't have it, one. <laughs> so the name of the trilogy, say it again for me. The name of the trilogy is Season of the Dragon. Season of the Dragon, book, and it's yep. three books, and it's a complete series now? Yes, it's a complete series now, yep. And that will release on January 21st of 2022, correct? Yes, yep, the Very ebook cool. will. The, 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 the hardcover I did before Christmas, in case people wanted it, but ordering it from Amazon before Christmas, I guess there's a paper shortage. <laughs> So it took, you know, weeks to get it instead of, you know, days like normal. Um, so it's a beautiful book. That's super Thank fun. Thank you. And I think a lot of people love those hardcovers and paperbacks. So yeah, I, 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 this one I just did in hardcover because I didn't, because paperback in the size, I don't think it fit the Amazon limit or the, the limits for the number of pages. Uh, but I was able to get my cover artist to do the, the hardcover and make it just a little bit bigger. <laughs> that looks really nice. It's super yes. fun. <laughs> exactly. It's a special edition, I guess. <laughs> so tell me about Silent Night. Silent Night um, is about Santa's daughter, who's a monster hunter. Yes, there's a theme here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and but you know that's that's her her job most of the year, but on Christmas Eve, she protects Santa on the sleigh from monsters who attack the sleigh. And this particular Christmas is pretty daunting for them, so. <laughs> well, we'll have to download it to um, yes. find out what happens to Santa and his daughter. Yes, yes. And I've gotten a lot of good reviews on it. And my, my daughter read it. Um, I got the cover because she hasn't really read anything of mine in years because she, you know, my first book um, was like an erotic thriller that I wrote when she was 12. She took a sneak peek and that was the last thing she, <laughs> she ever read of mine. She's like, I don't, I have a picture of you in my mind. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And then I saw that and I sent it to her. I said, you have to read this one. And she said, only if I can help you write it. I'm like, okay. Um, and, and I wrote the things and I sent her the pages and she was funny because I don't think she really expected me to accept her criticisms or feedback because the first couple of pages was all like red lined. <laughs> I mean, things like I had confetti and she said, no, it's a Christmas book. You have to have glitter. The color of the glitter, she was very specific on, <laughs> and she changed it. And I let her because she, you know, my daughter is all things Christmas. She is just a Christmas freak. So that's why I, I saw the cover. I loved it. I bought it. I wrote the story for her. And those were some of the um, inputs she had. But the rest, the after the first chapter, the rest of it was very sparse um, on her feedback, which was good. It was just the, you know, confetti to glitter. <laughs> Anytime I had confetti, she changed it to glitter. <laughs> well, you have to set the scene and the, the whole 
right. ambiance of the book going forward. Exactly, exactly. I mean, she has, a, my, my main character has a sword named Joy <laughs> that sings Christmas songs every time it's unsheathed. <laughs> so, so that gives you a little bit, it, it's very Christmassy, so. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to grab that one. It was a lot of fun to write. <laughs> yeah, what a great project to do with your daughter as well. Yep, exactly. So now I've written books with both my children. <laughs> my son, when he was 12, we wrote the Death Chronicles together. So the first three books of that, he had the idea. He's like, Mom, you know, can, can I tell you about a story I'm thinking about? And, and I'm like, sure. And we went for a walk. This was at our summer place in Maine. Walked down the beach and he was telling me about it. And it was actually a pretty decent storyline. And at the end he goes, will you write it with me? I'm like, absolutely. And he was shocked. <laughs> Very cool. And is, is he a co-author on the book? Yeah, he is. He Very absolutely fun. is. He did the outlines. When I was stuck in a direction, I, I, I consulted him. Um, there's a scene in there. This was the funniest thing. You know, you think, you know, a mother and a 12 year old sitting and having a conversation in, in the scene, in the book, the, the kid kisses his girlfriend. And I'm like, what did, what did that feel like? He goes, I don't know. And I'm like, what did her hair smell like? He goes, I don't know. I don't go around smelling girls' hairs. And I looked at him. I said, well, maybe you should. <laughs> <laughs> and and then I said you you can't just say it you have to give all the different um you know sensory things you know what did he feel like when when that happened give me a description so finally he thought about it and he said you know it's like falling on a roller coaster when the roller coaster falls and I'm like okay I can work with that <laughs> and I said what about her hair what kind of shampoo does she use and he goes it's strawberry shampoo. So I was, I got the information out of him, you know, after that first embarrassing, you know, turning red and going, mom, you know, I explained and he understood and he helped me write the scene. <laughs> Very cool. And is he going on to be an author? He's himself? written, he, he's written some short stories. Um, and the last one I read was, was pretty good. Um, I didn't have that much criticism. But you know, he, he he learned from me, and I'm I am not easy on my children, <laughs> especially where writing is concerned. You know, my daughter, she has great ideas, but she can't spell worth a damn. <laughs> so I'm always correcting her posts when she when she posts something for her business. I'm like, I send her something. Oh, you misspelled this, and she fixes it immediately. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a good speller either. So I, I understand the struggle there. Yep. yep. And with my son, I'm like, okay, you have all the stage direction. You need the emotion. So, you know, I've gotten him. So he has built his story building um, stuff to, to be able to have all the layers now, which is really good. So yeah, he enjoys definitely. it. <laughs> you know? so tell me about the Death Chronicles. The Death Chronicles, um, the, the ones we wrote together, is about the son of death. And he learns he has to take over at a certain age. And he's not real thrilled about that. <laughs> I 
and that you know those are the the first trilogy is that piece of it and then later in life um the the last four books i wrote the rest of the trilogy which is death chronicles 2 which is about death's daughter <laughs> so the the does the brother not take over or you're not going to tell me that <laughs> um or does the son not take over yes um maybe you can't tell me that <laughs> I, I i can't really you know because there's there's death there's fate um there's reapers there's a war um in the reaper world <laughs> that spills over into the real world through that trilogy so it's it, it's you know whether whether or not he takes the job and and if he doesn't what are the ramifications because there's always ramifications of course you, if you don't <laughs> you can't just escape death right <laughs> exactly <laughs> pretty much so it's it's uh his living with choices and 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 correcting things what, that have gone wrong or trying to <laughs> so that was his storyline and it's Very really cool. funny because he i think he picked it up by watching supernatural with me yes i had my young son watching Supernatural <laughs> with me for, for many, many years. <laughs> um, but he, you know, that sparked his imagination, so. Fun. And I love that you put a daughter of Beth in there. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, that, that's an interesting, that's again, another Reaper rebellion. So, <laughs> but yes. Those are all very fun characters, but, but then it leads to, be that there would be a mother death or at least someone paired fate. with him which is kind fate. of interesting fate fate okay so fate yes. and death okay yes fate and death fate and death and you know i've done lucifer's daughter um i have um angel offspring <laughs> that are on earth so uh, you know those all weave together all my earlier series touch on each other and in some cases the characters are recurring oh, i love that yeah yes. i can never let my characters go so my they current series is right i, I yep. don't want to close the book right uh, mm -hmm. or close the series so my current series is spin off of the prior one right I weave them in a little bit <laughs> exactly yeah the 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 people who, sh I mean, um, even even in the trilogy that I wrote with Katie, my my co-host on Spilling Ink, towards the end of it, they do run into some of the characters from my world. <laughs> um, so it was it was interesting that they they cross paths, <laughs> and That's then they were in the Death Chronicles. The characters from that book was in Death Chronicles, so it was kind of fun. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love it. So you were saying that some of your angels progeny are now on earth in some of your series. Oh yeah, they're okay. all, yes, they're all on earth. Um, and in the beginning, when, when the first series I had, uh, as I said, it's an erotic thriller with paranormal um, psychic abilities. And my characters have psychic abilities and their history, um, unfolds in three series after them, after that one. Because, I mean, they're weaved into other series, but 
the reason why they end up ended up together was because of their angel blood. <laughs> so I have a short story that's a prequel to a prequel, but yeah. it's on the origin of witches and vampires. And Ooh. in this, to give away a little bit, maybe, um, yeah, descendants of angels and maybe other ethereal beings. I won't give too much away, but yeah, I love seeing that origin piece and creating the origin piece and making it real, the urban fantasy real and fit into our human history. So. Oh yeah. I did. Yeah. I, I did. I did that. I have a vampire series that weaves in through the angel blood. Um, but I have a book Lilith, which is the creation of vampires. <laughs> hmm. um I do too so we're going to have to compare those so yes. you're going to have to tell me all the names of these books now we need to go back to the erotic um the first erotic paranormal what is the name of that one that is the great the games thriller series the games thriller series yes okay so then um you have a little book what is the name of that one that one that one the name of the prequel to night nighthawk series it was nighthawk. the nighthawk series is lilith Oh, okay. So Lilith is the prequel to that. And then there's Nighthawk. <laughs> and then there's the Ryan Chronicles. And there's the Steve Williams series. That's an FBI thriller series with paranormal aspects. <laughs> so all of these intertwine with the characters coming in and go, you know, having cameos and <laughs> things like that. So Right. So once we enter your world, we could just experience everything. Yes. Yes. Very <laughs> the, fun. The, I love it. The earlier ones are much more graphic um, in both the sex scenes and the violence. So the, the game thriller series is not for the faint of heart. Um, and that's the one that my daughter happened to glance at. <laughs> I wouldn't read anything until this one. <laughs> right. And why do you think you've become less graphic with your book? Probably because it it wasn't it's more of my imagination than than recurring nightmares and fears of a parent fears of a you know a, a woman <laughs> you know all of these things that were stored up for years in my head and all the stories built and built and built and then I just wrote them once I was you know unleashed. <laughs> So that is very I, cool. Where do you, uh, besides covers, where do you get, and your son, I guess, helped mm -hmm. start all of this as well. Where do you get inspiration from? Um, a lot of covers, one. Um, just the what if scenarios in life, you know, like, oh, like, like, you know, the dragon series that I did, what if, you know, it was like, I saw the covers, they were great, but it's like, okay, now I got to come up with a story. And I'm like, oh, you know, we're in a pandemic. What if? <laughs> You know, and, and I get ideas from television shows, just looking at them going, ooh, that would be kind of a neat idea to, to explore. Um. Very cool. <laughs> when you read, what are your favorite authors? Um, right now, it's Laura Thalassa. I think that's how you say, it, say her name. I always butcher it. <laughs> um, you know, her Four Horsemen series was just fantastic. Um, up until this year, The Stand was my favorite book by Stephen King, mm -hmm. but I read, actually it was 2021, not this year, I read Death 
by Laura. It's the last one in her Four Horsemen series. That eclipses um, the stand. Wow, I'm gonna <laughs> so, have to look that up. Yes, yep. Um, I read her Bargainer series over a Christmas vacation. That was really good too. I hadn't read that before. Um, and and by the way, her Four Horsemen series. Her first cover for Pestilence was the reason why I bought that book. It was a one-click, ooh, that's a beautiful cover. I didn't even read the description, <laughs> which is not normal for me because, you know, since I became a writer, I'm really picky at the stories that I read. I have to be pulled in and I have to be pulled through the story. And my God, that story did it. <laughs> Very good. That's good it to lived, know. It lived up to the cover. Um, and... I have gone back to try to read it, to try to figure out what exactly she did that sucked me in. Every time I open that book, I get sucked back in. It's just like, I can't objectively stand back and, and analyze. And it's like, that to me is magical in a book. Definitely, yeah, if you can't like pinpoint, okay, this action piece drew me in or this action right. piece or this character or this emotion or this whatever it it just yeah and maybe get your son or daughter to help you analyze that yeah probably <laughs> um I also like Lindsay Hall I like her um dragon gift series and and that's a whole you know a whole web of uh, books there's at least 20 of them um you know, different series of different characters that are all connected in that world. Again, it's, you know, you get into one world and you get to explore all of these people. Very <laughs> so. Cool. And do you interview, you said you have a podcast and do you interview yes. all these authors on your podcast? Yes. Um, I haven't had Laura on because I haven't been able to connect with her, but um, I've had uh, quite a few others and um, both indie authors and traditionally published authors we've had and so. tell me remind me of the name again just so my list spilling, spilling ink and it's spilling. usually on saturday nights um right now we're doing two two saturday nights a month instead of four because i need a life <laughs> <laughs> so when you work full-time and have that it's a little hard um so we've gone down to two instead of every saturday so i think it's the first and the second we're targeting at this point Spilling ink. I'm going to look that up and listen to them. Thank that you. would be super fun for my listeners as well. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah. <laughs> you told us a lot. This is my favorite question to ask authors. What do you want your readers to experience when you're, when they're reading your book or book? I want them to get lost into the into the story. I want them to be taken out of their homes or taken out of where they are and actually step into my world and experience it. Um, the emotions, um, the feelings, the the sensory. I want them there. <laughs> that sounds super fun. Any last tidbits for us? What do you have coming up next? You have your release of yep. the trilogy. Yes. And then I have a Vampire Hunter book that's the series that I've started. Um, that's coming out in April. I have two um, of my Fractured Fairy Tales that are coming out this year. 
One is in uh, the Rituals and Runes collection, and the other is in Shifters Ever After. So I'm doing the Aladdin story in Rituals and Runes and uh, Beauty and the Beast in uh, Shifters Ever After. Those sounds super fun. <laughs> we will be so excited to follow you everywhere. <laughs> Thank you, Tricia. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to look you up? Um, my website, it's www.jetaylor75.com. Got to have that 75. 75, okay. Dot <laughs> com. <laughs> and all my books are on there. My blog, um, links to my uh, Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I think LinkedIn's out there too. So wherever I am, there's links on my website and my newsletter. So awesome. We will go there and check you out. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Thank you. Thank you. For and I'll text you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Finding the Magic podcast. I'm your host, author and podcaster, Tricia Copeland, and I love getting behind the scenes. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe and stop in each week, discover new authors and books. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep finding the magic.